Hello, welcome back. What's the crack? You just popped your head up like a uh, uh, deer in headlights. Because you're doing what you normally do, where you start and you don't. Four, three, there was, two. There was none of that even today. It was no, this, you were straight in. I did. I just pounced on you there. Yeah. Yeah, you pounced. Al, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about, because I knew we normally start asking how we are. So I was like, how will I answer it this week? Yeah. I didn't want to overthink it, but sometimes I just say, oh, I'm grand, you know, and I remember my mum used to give out to me loads for saying I'm grand because it's not, it doesn't mean anything. It's not a feeling. It's not. And it's the worst feedback you could get. It's the worst feedback. Be, being, uh, even uh, as an instructor and you were like doing your days of like, right, everybody, we're doing an assessment to check out people are. And somebody would have hypothermia and they're like, I'm grand. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm grand. Lips turn <laughs> blue. And they're blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But sometimes in certain people, like, I remember like the particular woman being out on a co-steering session with us and, you know, the co-steering is, you know, walking out across a reef or rocks and jumping, doing cliff jumps and swimming into caves and blowholes. And our session, I think, used to be just over two hours long. So it was a, it was a long one, like... Mm. And because you're jumping in and out of the water so much, you know, you're jumping in the water, which is a different temperature, and then you're coming out in the air, and there's usually a, gre- a degree or two in difference. So people do get cold. And this woman just had particularly bad circulation. So, like, within the first five minutes, she looked shook, like. Yeah. And I remember, like, the whole time in the session, like, you're always looking at this person kind of going, they could be dying, but they just don't know it. Yeah. But if, if I don't point it out... And keep asking that I'm the bad instructor because obviously it's not great if someone was to die on your session. Like. It's just a welfare check, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, check so it in. today I am fine. Just fine. It's not just fine. It's like, I'm actually fine. Yeah. Like, and fine is actually like, it, we say it, I think, with a, quite a negative connotation. Whereas I think actually fine is, fine is good. Like fine dining or fine clothes. Yeah, fine clothes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. today I actually... I'm aware that I have a really good quality level of health. Yeah. I've had a brilliant weekend. Yeah. I've actually had a brilliant week and a bit in general. Yes, yes, yes. Not even brilliant, just very solid. Business is good. Yeah. Um, life is, is fine. That's so, I, so I actually came in today with the thought that I'm going to say, if Chris asked me how I am, that I am fine. And that I'm not going to poke at it too much. Well, no, you can, you can poke gonna, away I'm going to start poking and pulling this apart. Yeah, go for it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I've just raised my yeah. fists to Chris. <laughs> I'm like Fist, one of those uh, having fisticuffs here. 1920s uh, jaunty boxes. Hey, come on, Jimmy. <laughs> Give it up, eh? Yeah. I'll fight you. <laughs> well, I don't make us a stereotype. Fighting Irish. Let me pull that apart, so, right? So you've had a lovely week, a lovely weekend a bit. You're doing good in work. So let's kind of pop into what you've been up to. What have you been up to? Where have you been? What have you done? What what has made you to be fine? Um, Massive pause. <laughs> as, he, as, he, silence. as he tries to think about that mad statement that he made about his brilliant weekend of it. Um, so I think for me, business-wise, things have settled a small bit. And I think like that's a kind of, I suppose I just feel grounded. I just feel things are kind of in a really, you know, things when you know, you know yourself when things are just in a good place mm. and they're just kind of cruising, but it's not kind of cruising out of control. Like it generally just feels like, I suppose, you know, cruise control where it just, it's just kind of going on a path and you're kind of, you, 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 you kind of know the destination that it's heading towards and you feel very comfortable with that. 
Um, I've just done a lot of work in the background on, I suppose, administration within the business. Things that, you know, mm. you know yourself, when you're kind of working for yourself, things can kind of, as you're focused on one area, other areas can get a bit hairy. They can get a bit overgrown. Stuff keeps moving in different departments. Yeah. And because because it's just you, the other elements start kind of building up on the side. And, and you keep saying to yourself, oh, I'll get to that yeah. and you'll get to that. And more than likely the thing that you're focused on then grows into something else and or you could be particularly focused on client work which i have been over the last few few weeks and few months with some really exciting uh projects coming uh and then my own just uh, admin had just mm. been you know you just it's, it's the equivalent of every time like an envelope comes through your letterbox you just put it on on the on the whatever your table by the door the pile of other envelopes yeah and it just keeps growing <laughs> and it's just, uh, just a pile of envelopes and that was yeah. essentially what's happening with my admin is this what i'm sitting on is a chair full of envelopes yeah it, <laughs> don't open that door <laughs> you know that one room in the house yeah, yeah, yeah. that box just is bulging like don't don't, don't open it <laughs> and i think part of my brain was actually like that yeah and i just knew that i had to be like god what was that tv program back in the day where two women would come and kind of tidy your house for you oh the, oh, yeah, the british women yeah, yeah. i can't remember their names now and i kind of had to put on my 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 rubber yellow gloves and actually open that door in my brain yeah and just get into it yeah once i'm in that mode i know i'm really good at tidying up i love tidying i've I also have that part of me that is like the complete opposite. And I mean complete opposite. I will ignore it. Knowing that it's there, I can actually very easily live with the guilt of not having done that thing. <laughs> and I can put enough distraction in my way to merit that, okay, it's it's okay now not to be looking at that thing because I'm doing this other thing. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes that can either be other business stuff or it can just be, you know, I'll build a table because I need a table. Um, and I could spend like a week, you know, making this thing yeah, yeah, and still not doing the stuff that needs to get done. Um, but I tackled it, got, got stuck into my admin and figured it all out. Well, what that is then is like you're saying stuff is on kind of right now, things are in a cruisy, cruisy ride. And I think the reason why, possibly, because I've experienced this myself, is when things just flow. And you're on that path of, okay, things are orderly, things are in place, things are moving. It's all because you've put that time aside to get your admin done. You've started working on the things in the background that would normally be the bumps in the road or things to slow you down. And you've just actually worked on them. And that's the reason why you're kind of like in this motion of progress is because you've actually looked after the elements on the sidelines. Exactly. And... I kind of knew it myself and you kind of forget about it when you are in, in the throes of work and there's, I, I, I actually get more fulfillment out making sure that the parts of the engine are well oiled and running mm. than I do with, let's say, the kind of excitement that you get of maybe out driving fast every so often in terms of like, you know, you know, seeing a client project come to its, its final, you know, final stage and handing over and all that. Like they're the little kind of successes within the work that that I'm doing, but, um, or you know, getting new more business in. Whereas, that is, it's kind of like um, eating McDonald's. Like that's kind of fulfilling in that one moment. Yeah. But it's not going to stand you over a period of time if you're just doing those things. Short term happiness. Short term, yeah. And it's versus kind of, long term fulfillment. Exactly. Yeah. And just kind of getting out, just feeling that like you're never fully on top of it, but just feeling like you are. And I'm an awful person for carrying 
I think it's just because of my work and you know life are so interconnected that I'm an awful person for carrying home some of the stuff with me. Mm-hmm. So like that, you know, few weeks now living with that kind of guilt of not having certain parts of my admin done. And then when they are done, then I'm kind of like a, I suppose in some ways I'm actually like a different person because I actually can, I can actually relax. Yeah. But like the thing about that is like the two of us have our own businesses and you are invested in it, not just financially, but you're also invested emotionally into whatever project you're working on. And you're the driving factor behind it, unless it's something that gets picked up on a viral craze and the demand is so high that you're actually not really propelling anything. But kind of what we're in requires us to commit and to invest ourselves into it. So without that personal investment into our work and into our businesses, they're not really going to cruise along as smoothly without us you know to to a degree i'm yeah we can be replaced yeah sure do you know what i mean but we're also the driving factors behind what we do and to kind of separate that and to compartmentalize everything from like oh this is me personally and this is me work me is difficult and it's not as easy as walking out that door at six o'clock and saying i'm done you know you're for sure going to be driving on your way home being like, shite, I need to email back this person. I need to call them back. Or you might be having two or three phone calls on the drive home. And there is no separation. There is no real clocking out unless you make the commitment of going on holidays. I saw a brilliant meme just to follow up what you're saying there, like um, for self-employed people. And Mm. the, the meme was, I quit my nine to five. And now I work 24-7. <laughs> do you know? But I, I think that... But that's a positive thing. Do you know what I mean? It's so true. Like, do you know? And it's how you... It's how you take that. How you implement that into your life. Like, you can take it from the angle of you'll work 24-7. You could be working all around the clock and you could be totally drained and burned out. Or you could work 24-7 for yourself and realize that okay, today I might only have to put two hours into this. You know, you have that personal freedom and you have the the authority to designate time and implement time to your benefit. What are you up to with Sir Johnson? Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Was it? Okay. Besides cleaning everybody's arse inside the city. Well, look, we know you took on the that responsibility now. Filth! <laughs> In your own accord. <laughs> Nobody asked you to. I'll be uh, down on Patrick Street with a bathtub. And a scrubber in my hand next Sunday. If I was to say, give me one <laughs> word that describes where you are with your business. Right now. Yeah, like instant words. It doesn't even, it can be a color, it could be anything. Or feeling or anything. Oh, like I feel ref- like reflection. Reflection. Yeah, yeah. Because I've, I'm at a point now where things are about to jump to the next kind of, not the next level, but I'm just kind of going up another step. So that's with like the background of things working on packaging and getting that retail ready aspect. Things are retail ready, but it's just in my head. Yeah. You know, do you feel like that's kind of like more kind of like a personal step of the business rather than, you know, you hear that kind of kind of talk in business, like we're going to the next level. Yeah. 
but you actually feel personally that actually for you it's actually like the little it's like a little step up yeah from what you're current you've been currently doing yeah exactly yeah yeah and i think there's a lot of that self-reflection for you as the driving factor behind a business you know because somebody on the outside might look at where i am at the moment and in two points say oh you're you're here you know, you're you're at this point in the business. And then somebody else starting somewhere else might say, wow, look at how far you've come, you know. Whereas when you're kind of stuck in it and you're behind the scenes, it's hard to really take it all in as you're kind of going. So you might end up being stuck in that little bubble and thinking, right, have I made any progress here? Or, geez, I'm flying it, you know, when actually in reality there could be loads of things you still need to do or you've gone so far and you've done so much that you haven't had the opportunity to take it in you know so i'm in that moment now of reflecting and seeing right taking a pause and being like okay i have done all this i have taken it this far now i need to allocate some time into certain areas and push them so i can for me personally move on to that next step in in the climb up to whatever i personally perceive as the top you know i think you're but i think like what you're doing is i think it's kind of beautiful actually that your word is you know either reflect or reflection you know that kind of describes you know very quickly where you are right now with with the business and a big part of your journey is actually getting time to see how far you've come that idea we we spoke before the idea of perspective Mm. i know and we spoke about from the context of like you know, when we were kayaking and looking up at the cliffs and seeing kind of how small we were in relation to the coastline. Yeah. But it's also about like turning around every so often, like in our hike and kind of going, Jesus, you know, 10 minutes ago we were down there and now we're at this point in the hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, in my, I feel like with my journey with the business, it's about that because for me, like, you know, taking over the family business was very emotional and it was a bit of a head wreck to be honest because I was actually on my own trajectory regards my I suppose theater career Mm. and then knowing that I had to kind of step in and do something and my first real point of reflection was the start of the pandemic yeah I had even I just had blinkers on for about six months running running the original business and then suddenly obviously everyone had to stop and reflect Mm. but I think without that time to reflect I wouldn't have seen even at that point the journey I'd been on emotionally at that stage not because I was I I couldn't even connect with the business journey Mm. Whereas for you, like, you know, you're kind of probably four or five years in Suds Johnson now, essentially from the start to now. From the start, yeah. I'd say about four years now. Yeah, from the start yeah. to now, you know. And that that journey would have started at, like, farmer's markets or little craft markets and, you know, to a point now where I'm quite comfortable online. Yeah. And... If anything, it's like you're actually, you're kind of thriving online as well. Yeah, you know, but, like, that's just one aspect of where I'm at whereas I kind of want to spread out a little bit further and that's what's going to require my attention now in the next couple of weeks days months whatever it is you know yeah and having those moments to reflect yeah I think are crucial yeah and I think like it's easy to get caught up and it's easy to run with yourself a little bit and like that happens to me as well with ideas and you know getting excited about the potential to work with somebody or the potential to have all these new products and stuff like that. But you got to, sometimes you have to just like 
grab yourself by the shoulders and sit yourself down and be like, here, look, this is good. This is positive. But let's just have a, a pause for the moment and just see, kind of see where we're at. Take a regroup with yourself and yeah. see where we're at. And then we, we might be able to take the next step. But without really kind of reflecting and seeing the potential for what's there that lies ahead of you, um, you could easily go down a path that isn't necessarily suited, you know? And it, I only know that by having gone down those paths of, you know, things that initially I might have seen as super productive, but looking back on it, they might have either been toxic productivity where I'm super busy, but it's at a negative aspect and it's not very good for myself personally or procrastinating, (laughs) working on stuff that, you know, is great, crack, great fun. Um, but likewise doesn't really lead to anywhere that's really beneficial. But sometimes in those moments where you feel like you're wasting time to be the harshest way possible is sometimes where you get the most benefit or you might find ideas that you might necessarily have found if you were sticking your head down into the gutter and working super hard, you know? Exactly. I'm, I'm like, you know, procrastination has quite a negative uh, feeling around it sometimes and actually it can be some of the best things you can do. It's got a place. Yeah. yeah. But I think what you kind of something that kind of popped in my head when you were chatting there was like, I think something that we, 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 we share thoughts on is that kind of that need to, to be busy all the time. Mm. And because we're working for ourselves, that need to be busy comes into our business life more than our personal life. And I think for me personally, anyway, sometimes then I forget to, instead of trying to f- need to feel, you know, always trying to make myself busy in work, whereas yeah. I end up maybe doing projects or taking on things that really don't require energy at all and maybe aren't the best idea, that I actually could just shift that to my personal life yeah. and go do something for myself. We're all so busy. We're all so kind of like caught up in this kind of a thing until you take your holidays and then you can zone out. But like a holiday could just be a hole in the day for you. So like making sure you have a hole in the day to go for a swim or a hole in the day for like this. (laughs) In my mind, it's starting to sound dirtier and dirtier. I feel like like you're really smart. You're bringing it back to like, you know, a clean arse is a happy arse. Like... (laughs) So basically all he's asking is, how's your hole? Yeah, have you, your have hole? you washed your hole there now today? <laughs> so that's kind of what I was kind of thinking was like a hole in the day is like a holiday, but you're allocating that time to you. And without it, you're in a way cruising down the road that maybe you don't know you're cruising down. You know, it's until you reflect and until you kind of check in with yourself. So, Cork or Kerry? So, Ooh. what you're asking, like, that, you just can't ask me that question without there being some future problem. Because <laughs> if I say Kerry, then all my family go, what's wrong with you, boy? What's wrong with Cork? Yeah, and if, it's, if I say uh, Cork, then I'll go home to someone who's fuming. <laughs> he literally is be coming out after you. I know what you're trying to, I know what you're trying to line up here. I see what you're, this is, uh, I don't know what this is called in the biz. You're trying to kind of uh, segue into our uh, chats about what we got up to last weekend. Without actually standing on a segue. 
Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't think they're as dangerous as they look, though. It's the segways. I keep seeing guys around town in Cork, like with um, just on the wheels. Yeah. And I saw this guy, he, I, was, I was on Angsty Street and this guy whipped past, but it looked like something of Night Rider, like the wheel had colors in it. Mm. So it was this red kind of um, dot kept going around. It was yeah. like, boop, 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 boop. would you say they're the, the modern day chariots of Rome? Yeah, it's just another thing that you kill yourself on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there was definitely people back then going, geez, those chariots, they're, they're lethal. Like, That's hard. Could That's they not just core. have a carriage? Like, you know. That's what I want to see one day. Well, I would like to see something like a Coliseum. Yeah, but of, full of those little wheelie yokes. Yeah, but yeah. I want the lads dressed as architects and graphic designers. Like, okay. I want a skinny jeaned, yeah. uh, blazer wearing, spectacle wearing lad come out and take on another lad who's dressed the same. Oh, and they good. can just go at each other on these uh, uh, singular wheel things. Yeah, I don't. Are they segways? So my idea of a segway has the the handle on top, and you put your your feet on it. Yeah, it's that. What you're talking about doesn't have the, the no. You've, you've no. You don't hold yeah. on to anything. You're it's going... it's literally your motion that that moves it. Yeah. So yeah. it senses kind of either if you're pressing forward or pressing back. I think it's all about your head, isn't it? Is it? That's the heaviest part you have on your body in relation to the. Oh yeah, yeah. in terms of, of your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you lean forward your head, you're obviously going to bring yeah. motion into your body. Yeah. Unless you'd be swinging. I your thought ball you meant like. I, I thought like. you meant was it mind controlled? And I was like, I don't think that that advanced. Yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Cork or Kerry? For me, oh, it's so hard because we both went on trips last yeah. weekend. You hit. I went to the Dingle Peninsula in Ventry. Yeah. And how many nights did you do in Ventry? Just did one night. Oh. Yeah. So it ended up just being like, as I say spontaneous, but it wasn't really spontaneous. So it's because you, you're really organized and these things are never spontaneous. <laughs> it's because you're half German. <laughs> but I'm not half German. Oh, so you lived in Germany? I, yeah, well, geez, I can't be thrown this out like as if I'm insulted by being declared half German. Not at all. But you have a German way of organization about you. The, the way I think my, the, my efficiency. Yeah, like you, like you arrive here to the studio with a box with every with all our our podcast stuff, recording equipment, perfectly placed in their sizing. They're wrapped up. If that was me arriving to Gaff, it would be in uh, a bag for life uh, that I found under uh, the cupboard somewhere in a, or in the cupboard. In a Tesco and shopping bag. In a, well, yeah, Tesco or probably Little, I say, or Aldi's <laughs> where we normally shop. And there'd probably be something else that was in that bag still in it as well. Yeah. So I think, like, you know, you, I, I would, as I said before, I think you're just the organized one. I don't know. But then again, I did bring in some snacks. I brought in some fruit and chocolates and rice cakes. In case we got peckish. That's what I mean. Whereas <laughs> I wait for you to arrive and then I'm like, oh, will we grab a coffee? <laughs> I just, I'm not saying like anything about it. I just think it's, um, you organize well so that then moments of spontaneity can happen. Yeah, this is true. Okay, okay. I'll accept that. We're okay. both organized, but oh, I, I, both I, organized. I think you're the more yeah, yeah, organized yeah. one. Well, you know. I didn't mean to bring the German thing into it. I take that back. I don't think you it's should. a limerick thing. It's it, a limerick thing. It's by far a limerick <laughs> thing. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I think there's elements of it that I can be proud of. Let's just put it that way. Well, absolutely. Look, look where. Totally. Look how far it's brought you. Yeah, right it's across good. the table from you. Exactly. Yeah. Like I mean. <laughs> yeah. 
And we're only here because you told us what time to be here. <laughs> Though I was the early one today. I you were, say. you were. But um, to, so, to, so you did to, one nice inventory. Exactly. So myself and my partner, we went off and we went to Murphy's Bar, that area out by Brandon. Because we came up from the north of the peninsula of Haas Camp and Cass Gregory. And we just kind of wanted to see that area. And then we popped down through the Connors Pass. Yeah. Which is a Stunning. fucking, it's a trek and a half if you have any type of a, a large wagon. It's oh, yeah. Up and down, you know. Um, but anyway, just went through the Connor Pass and then down into Dingle, got a bit of grub, headed out to Venturi and camped there for the night down in the dunes. And what do you do when you're camping? What, what do you mean? Like, that's very I, personal, isn't it? I'm hardly, in the, I'm hardly sitting in the tent twiddling my Because what I find with, with, the, with the organization of when you're going away, so like the three or four days leading up to that, or maybe the two or three days in my case, or maybe the day before in my case, planning yeah. what you're going to be putting into the van or to the camper and, you know, make sure you have the tent. You know, do you have the, 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 what, the windbreaker and all these things? Hmm. You guess, you then have to, when you're on the road then, you have to plan where we're going to stop to eat, where we're going to stop to pee, yeah. uh, depending how long your trip is. And then you get to your kind of first location, then you have to figure out where we're going to stay. So we, when we were traveling, we use an app called Park for Night, which has Which is both. great. It works amazing. for everybody. Yeah. yeah. If anyone's actually out traveling around the country, download this app called Park. Number four. Number four, for night. Yeah. And it's a brilliant app. And get, sign up to it so you can get um, all the... The things are added into it. I think it's, I don't know if you pay or not. I think it is a either a yearly or a monthly subscription, yeah. but I use the free version, which just gives you locations, reviews, and it says if somebody rocked up in a camper van, but it's also suitable for tenting. Yeah. They'll give that kind of information. And people just review just themselves. Like it's, it's mainly used by French and Germans, but it's, it's um, that's why I love it. Cause like the Germans give reviews that are harsh, but true. So in the sense that they'll be like, uh, location perfect, zero facilities. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if you get an Irish person to review it, they'd be like, uh, there's, nice, there's, there's grand, like but nice views. You know? uh, and there's a bush. And there's a bush. <laughs> and I, I probably would be a little bit like that as in like, you know, you were saying, what do you do when you go camping? And I do, I have all my stuff kind of prepped and kitted out. So I'd have all my, my regular things in a box so you'd have like your gas stove, you'd have the cooking utensils, plates, all that kind of crack, sitting ready to go. And I even have a little Chinese lunchbox, you know, when you go off and you get your takeaway, I hold on to the lunchbox and I've put in uh, tea bags, sugar, I salt. Only, I, I, sorry, that penny just dropped in what you meant. <laughs> so you mean you have a, a plastic Tupperware? Yeah, yeah Tupperware, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I call it a Chinese lunchbox because... You end up just that getting is more takeaway. racist than my German comment. <laughs> it's it's kind of like because like all forms of takeaway come in those things, but you're being so specific. They're the ones that just you know. I know that you think of when you, you think, think of, of or yeah, an Indian, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. What you get your Indian in? Yeah, yeah. But I never called it an Indian. But I'll come. I'll, I'll come. Yeah. So when I met, I'll come back to my question in a second. Okay. And I think, uh, and I know I've kind of cut across you there, but it's you're right, it's that level of organization that goes into making sure you've got everything put in because you never know. And also, with I think it's also kind of the Irish thing of like any of eventualities. You have to make sure that you have the kitchen sink even in. Yeah. But what's so great with that app is that they give you those reviews. You get really precise ones. You get not so precise ones. 
So when we arrived in, uh, we knew our first destination was going to be Alahis. Mm. And we knew, via, so we were quite relaxed. So basically, maybe an hour out from Alahis, Sive jumps on the app and starts seeing kind of like where we could potentially stay. And Alahis is limited enough. There's one or two spots you can park for free, but there's also kind of two fields run yeah. by a lad called Anthony. Anthony. And basically, as we were reading the reviews on, on, the, on the app of this particular campsite, there was two fields and everyone was recommending go to the upper field, the, the kind of further field. Mm. And basically, it was just like, rock up, park, and Anthony will find you. <laughs> in the review, it said that. This, but this, this was this year repeated in all different languages, is that, yeah, beautiful place, but Anthony's a gas man or Anthony's gas crack. Anthony will just find you. So we just said, okay. So we, we pulled in anyway to the field. There was a few other caravans and stuff there. No, like there was no one to meet us. There's obviously nothing in a good way in these fields. Yeah. There's just a, a tap and water. There's no, there's no toilets, no nothing. I say we were easy there an hour and a half. Mm. And in one of the reviews we had seen that it said um, he comes by a quad bike. Okay. So we, we, we started cooking up dinner. This is probably around seven o'clock in the evening and we'd set up our windbreaker and we had our chairs outside and the sun was you know kind of beginning to set and stuff. And all you hear is... And out of nowhere, this lad, Anthony, just rocks up, big guy, probably in his kind of, I don't know, early 60s probably, and uh, €7.50 each, paid it over, and that was just done then. That's sorted. great, isn't it? That's but actually it, a good price as well. I know there's no facilities there. Well, like, yeah, it's a good price. I mean, in yeah. terms of like the security and not being parked mm. um, somewhere that you're not totally sure of. or So yeah. yeah, for our first night, it was absolutely perfect. Cool. But it was great knowing that going in. Because mm. like I think the way my brain will go if 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 we rocked up and we hadn't read that, yeah, you'd be kind of in those first few minutes, be or even hours, so you'd be looking for that person, or you'd be trying to kind of talk to someone else who's in the site. And whereas at least arriving, you kind of know, well, look, it's fairly relaxed. Mm. This guy will just find you. Yeah, and in fairness, he he did. <laughs> he, he found us. But spe- speaking of like security, yeah, that's a thing that either if you're camping in a van like a camper van or just with your tent alone, there are certain elements that you would try and consider and try and proof as best as you can, you know, like positioning your tent in a certain direction or putting your valuables in a place where they can't be seen or something like that. But then there's things you just can't account for. Like in the location where we were, it was in the kind of grassy area behind the sand dunes. So you could drive up and you could still pitch your tent beside your car, whatever, and where we were was just right in a lovely little spot where people had previously been. So you could see the little burnt out fire pits that somebody had done. And then you could see way down past a kind of dip and a, a high point that there were more people. They had their kayaks with them on on three vehicles and they were all camped and tented below, but they were far away enough that you couldn't really hear anything. And then it was like, I don't know, it must have been one o'clock in the morning and that pub, what is it, Potty O'Shea's? No Potty's, yeah. Yeah, it was up and it was kind of, but it was still far away enough you couldn't even hear them, but it was jammers. That place was packed out. Yeah. Anyway, one o'clock in the morning, just start hearing people chatting away like and talking and getting closer and closer. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, if you're down by the beach, there's nobody around. But it was the ones with the, the kayaks and they were getting closer and closer and all you could hear is, 
I swear, I remember there was more bushes around here. This can't be us. And they were getting closer and closer. And I was like, this isn't G. <laughs> this isn't G. But that's the thing with you the know? wild camping. Like, yeah. It just... It's, it, there's elements of like security that you can't be aware of. Yeah. Like you, you, some things are out of your control. And that was... So for our second night, we went to... We then crossed from Alihis to Iris. Yeah. We arrived there quite late because we were just doing a few bits in between. So by the time we actually got to Iris and looking for somewhere to sleep, mm. we knew also there was, there was no campsite available, so we would have to find kind of a wild site. So we looked on the app again, and uh, also we're not sponsored by this app, it's just a brilliant app. We saw that Iris had a small beach. So we popped into the town, which is like the most beautiful little town, little village. Like The colour of the houses in this village is unbelievable. It's just like a pop of colour. And got our milk for the morning. And then started heading and it started lash rain and it got super dark, super fast. Mm. So before we knew it, we were on this tiny little country road. I mean, literally the width of the van. Yeah. And we were following signs for the strand for the, for the beach. We happened to be stuck behind this, behind this Jeep with a trailer that was dropping stuff off to farms. So every so often he would kind of pull out in front of us again. And then we took one wrong turn as you normally do when you're trying to find something because we didn't. Have, so basically the sign was pointing uh, for the beach so we could see we could see the water to our right, mm. right across or kind of a Y junction. You could we could see the water to our right, but the sign for the beach pointed left up a hill, <laughs> which looked like it was taking you away from any form of water or beach. So the two of us were like, "Nah, that could that has to be wrong." So basically, we turned down right, and we ended up like for about five minutes, almost driving into this person's house that happens to go by a small little fishing area. So we're like, oh God, okay. So we turned around anyway. And lo and behold, when we came back to that Y junction, your man with the trailer was up there talking to some farmer. And this hill, I mean, like, if anyone's ever been there, do do tell us because like this hill looked like it was going into your man's house. Mm. And also with, with the van, like, you know, you're not you, you, we're super obvious in our camper van, mm. and she's not the fastest thing. So you're the, anywhere you go, if you do even if you need to do a three-point turn. You're a head turner. You well, you're you're a head turner, but you're also there for a half an hour trying to to even do a three-point turn because yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. power steering. Yeah. So anyway, we, we kind of stopped in the road and I say it looked very kind of strange, you know, because it was lashing rain, we had the headlights on, and all we saw was like your man who we've been kind of stuck behind giving us this big almighty, you know, like kind of wave that was like, come on, will ya? Come on. You know, that type of wave, yeah, really yeah, aggressive. Because yeah, yeah. obviously they're sick and tired of people doing the same thing that we were doing. Going the wrong Because genuinely, it looks like we're about to drive into your man's barn. Yeah. But have, and, you know, have you noticed that with signs in Ireland that they're not necessarily pointed the right way? Like It's, it's like a general sense. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like getting directions of someone in Ireland, especially when you're kind of, you know, further west. Yeah. You know, take a left and take a right. And if you go past that tree, you've gone too far. So you have to, to go back and take two more lefts and all that stuff. And Second left to the right, right? Yeah, right. You know, left. So it's just a case of trusting it. And then, but anyway, so we followed the road. We went up past the lads and headed down towards, we found further signs that brought us down towards Irish Beach. And then we got to this gate. And on the gate, and this is a gate now that you would have going in and out of a farm and it was mm. locked or closed. And on the gate, uh, like seriously, an only in Ireland moment was a big sign saying, please close gate after you. <laughs> and, that was it. and it said, I think it said um, Iris Beach on it. Oh, So uh, Fairness Live jumped out, she opened the gate, we pulled in and she closed the gate after us. And then you were like driving for about another minute before you actually get down to the beach area, which is kind of just like a... I suppose it's kind of like a pebbly, kind of shaly beach. Mm. And there was one other van already parked there. 
And I think it's probably the most polite beach that I've ever been to. That you know, you just close the gate after you enter. It's kind of yeah, like you know, yeah, yeah. close the door after you type thing and That's take cute. off take off your shoes. Uh, you know, don't dirty the place. So anyway, we rocked up, we parked, and um, you know, set up for the night. And like you, as we were going to bed, you kind of have those few moments in your head to kind of going. You don't feel you don't feel fully secure there because mm. you haven't gone into a campsite or you haven't gone into a field. Um, and this was the only security for us was knowing that there was another van. Yeah. That was a fairly big, large, um, old mm. van. You know, part of your head is kind of going, Jesus, I hope these people are nutcases. You know what I mean? And it looked like I've been there for a while. You kind of have those thoughts until you fall asleep, really. Yeah. And all you can do is make sure that... That's part of letting go, though. But that's know, part I think and, that is part of the And that's experience. part of the thrill of it, like, you yeah. know, and that's yeah. what you're kind of looking for. But come back to my original question. What I find anyway, and maybe it's just my lack of kind of being able to switch off, is that you do all the planning, all the organization, you get to where you're going, and then you kind of have nothing to do. <laughs> so that's okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Right. There, there is and an we element forgot, of that. We, we actually, yeah. for, we we're going to bring Scrabble and we forgot it. Yeah. So we, we forgot kind of, we'd, we'd loads to talk about and do, but it was just yeah. more your brain, you, you know what I mean though, your brain is so active, so busy throughout the week or the weeks leading up to this moment. Yeah. And actually what I feel I'm doing is I'm training myself to relax. Yeah. It's actually what our dog trainer said to us about Aloha or Kali mm. is that because she's a college, she's a working dog, you actually have to teach her how to relax mm. and when relaxing happens. And I was just like, as I was, you know, our first night in Alahi's, I was like, you know, you're cooking dinner, so you're doing something, you're eating dinner, so you're doing something, you open the beer, you're doing something, you're drinking the beer. Yeah. And then suddenly I was kind of just sitting there watching the sunset, which, what I should have been in the moment of, and I was kind of going, but what are we going to do now? And I, even my brain was kind of, Jesus, you know, could we get a swim in? And it was like 10 o'clock. You weren't going swimming like our nine o'clock. The, but the, see, that's where it, it lies then is, you know, being in the moment and living for the moments where you're doing nothing. you got to remember, like, doing nothing isn't like nothing. You're doing something which is regarded as nothing. So you're actually just sitting and being present, you know, like you having that bottle of beer and just looking at the sunset. Your mind was like, we need to get up and start doing something. But in reality, you're doing something and that's nothing. And that's the beauty of it. Sometimes we're in such a fast paced momentum that we realize in very minute periods of our life that actually what we need to do is just sit back and relax and do nothing. So you were off and you were out and you were gallivanting and you were doing all these things. Was there a moment when you actually felt like you had a lucky langer moment where you kind of felt like... Lucky langer? Yeah, like you you were peaking, langer peaking. My lucky langer moment? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I think what was so nice about that trip was um, just being able to get away and have those little experiences every, you know, every little, mo every kind of few seconds you kind of say to us, Jesus, like, I'm really lucky here. Mm. Um, but we, you know, getting up early in Alahees and going for a swim and going for a swim in Iris as well, like just being able to open the door yeah. of the van and literally like three steps and into, into the sea. 
like for me that that made me feel alive that made me really feel like a lucky langer but um i think the real lucky langer moment and we might need to like i think this this could be this could become a whole section i think in our, in our show okay regards lucky langers <laughs> yeah i think people could actually even nominate no i'd say there's plenty of lucky langers out there anyway. that's what i mean like yeah. imagine if people could actually we should probably follow on with this but my lucky langer moment was arriving in Glengarth, um, checking into the hotel, and then going for dinner that evening. Mm. And one of our friends' friends worked in the hotel. Now we we didn't know we didn't know her, so basically we're sitting down. We ordered our first drinks, and uh, after the starches, then we said, "Look, for, we will have another drink because we we're in the hotel," mm. and put down our order. And then the, the the waitress who was serving us says, "Well, look." Uh, Ronan has um, covered those, and you know those moments where you're kind of like, because you're not, you're not really thinking about it. You're not even tuned into stuff. We're like myself and Sorry Blue Tupper. We're like Ronan. It's, <laughs> you know, not, it's not like in the movies where there's a guy at the end of the bar and he tips his. Hat yeah, yeah, it gives you a wink, like or yeah, it tips, <laughs> tips his hat, or, or or my work here is done, <laughs> and then like walks out of the out of the hotel. So we're like Ronan, who like we're like what? And she just said, oh, that's uh, Ronan O'Shea. Um, I'm Ronan's housemate. And Ronan knew you're here, so he's paid for your drinks already. And I was, do you know, it's, it was such a surprise and such a nice thing for someone to do mm. and totally unexpected. Yeah. Now, as you know, we both know this. We both know Ronan. Ronan is one of the nicest guys you will ever come across. But like, I would kind of, you know, you kind of expected if it was like one of our parents or and actually like Sai's parents did end up sorting us up with a voucher when we were there as well which was like another really lucky thing but it was just you know just the just for someone to think forward and kind of go I would like to to add a small bit of happiness to, to these guys day mm. and just kind of say you know hi guys there you yeah. go price price of uh, two drinks and it was just a little thrill and I really did actually I felt very lucky and even just how the waitress did it you know she just was very skillful. She was like, it, it wasn't a big deal. She was just like, actually, let's pay by Ronan. Yeah. And we were like, what? You know, That's cool, isn't it? It was. And um, yeah, so Ronan, thank you. And you made me feel like a lucky langer. Yeah, that is a lovely thing to do. Yeah, yeah. it was just, I was super grateful. And, uh, you know, I texted and sent a, a photograph of us cheersing our drinks. But it was just, it, it's, I know there was a cost in the drinks there for Ronan, but like, it it really doesn't cost to be kind. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you can do something like that in different ways. And I think that you had a really good idea. Like you 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 were thinking about the idea that maybe people should nominate Lucky Langers in their lives. Yeah, that was no that was uh because there's always somebody in your life that is lucky and they are a bit of a chancer, but they're also like somebody that's well deserved of the act of kindness you know and whether they're a lucky langer or not some people would fall into that category i think it'd be nice to kind of recognize some of those people i think you're right i think if someone has done something for you which has made you feel like a lucky langer or there's something that's after happening you and you are the lucky langer you can nominate yourself yeah that's and we'll give you a shout out oh yeah i love that Al, that was lovely. That was tasty. And not, you know, the chocolate I've been munching on in between our conversations, but actually 
our conversation as a whole was I think lovely it, and tasty. I, I think it was fine. Yeah. See, your fineness just, it doesn't equate in my brain. Fine is fine. This was great. <laughs> I think that's the way I say it as well. Fine. 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 Whatever. You that's know? fine. That's fine. Here. Here. We're going to. We're gonna, fine. Hey, Al, forget about it. We're checking out. And that's fine. Fine. Well, well we, we hope you're all fine. Yeah. You lovable langers. You tasty langers. <laughs> Down the wrong alleyway, Al. That wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't be taken the same way. <laughs> well, in our eyes, you're all lucky langers. Yeah. And we appreciate you for listening in and for following us on, on this journey. So if you do want to nominate somebody that is in your life and is what we would regard as a lucky langer, tag them. You know, send them our way. Share their profiles. We want to hear from them. And thank you. So if you want to catch up on the rest of the episodes that are out, just check it up wherever you get your podcast and you'll be able to find it and catch up to our adventures so far. Thank you. And what's that saying? Good night. Good night. God bless. <laughs> Au revoir. Adios. Slanga fall. Gordamila. Sheila. See you later, kid. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Good luck. <laughs>